You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 210, Helping Kids Go Back to School. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you found this episode. I know school has already started in many places, and my kids are going back next week. So the scent of freshly sharpened pencils is in the air, and emotions are running high. For others of you, there's still a few weeks to go before the start of school. But wherever you are in the back-to-school process, I want to invite you to get on a free back-to-school mini-session with me now through September 15th. These mini-sessions are specifically for helping you with back-to-school issues. In the mini-session, we'll identify where you're struggling or getting stuck, we'll do a bit of coaching, and identify at least one thing that you can do towards solving your particular problem or issue. You can sign up for that at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash school. I was just talking to Katie, who was featured in episode 187, and we were talking about how she got started with me by signing up for one of those back-to-school mini-sessions. And she said she can't believe how different her life is now, just one year later, in large part due to the work we did together over the course of four months. So don't put this off another day. Your future self and your kids will thank you. You know, growing up, the first day of school was always a really big deal in my house. I remember the thrill of stocking up on brand new school supplies and hitting the department stores for fall clothes and shoes. Each year on the morning of the first day, my dad took pictures, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal nowadays because everyone posts their first day of school pictures on social media. But back then, I don't think it was a thing. I think my dad was really ahead of his time. So, With all the anticipation and preparation for the new school year, also came substantial feelings of nervousness, fear of the unknown, worry about new teachers, new routines, and high expectations, concern about fitting in and making friends, anxiety over pleasing my parents and teachers. The transition back to school can be really exciting, but it can also be scary whether you're a toddler or a teenager. As parents, just being aware of this can be helpful in supporting our kids. Younger kids might get super clingy or cry at school drop-off. This is normal. I remember when Marissa was in preschool and she cried or whined every morning when I dropped her off. Within minutes of leaving the classroom, I would sneak a peek through the window to find her calmly playing with toys or engaged in an activity. The same thing happened with Dahlia when she was in the second grade. Even though I worked in the same school she attended, her teacher had to peel her off of me and distract her as I left the room every morning. In my experience, quick and drama-free goodbyes are best. Your kids need you to be calm and show confidence in the teacher to take good care of them. If you're at all apprehensive or wishy-washy yourself, they'll pick up on it. Older kids might withdraw socially or conversely act out more. They might complain of stomach aches or headaches or flat out refuse to go to school. Stay calm. There's a reason they're acting this way other than to drive you crazy. 
The most common causes are undetected learning differences, social and emotional issues, and lagging skills. Get curious and reach out for help from the school to find short and long-term solutions. It's also helpful to understand your child's unique temperament, as I've talked about in episode 191. Sanguines, like my daughter Marissa, will probably be excited to see friends and teachers, but struggle to focus, stay organized, and start and or finish their work on time. Cholerics will likely be excited to go back to school too, but might struggle socially or behaviorally because they often like to be in charge. Melancholics, like my daughter Dahlia, can be the most anxious about school. They put a lot of pressure on themselves to be perfect and are overwhelmed by crowds and noise. But they're usually happy to see their close friends and they thrive on structure and routine. Finally, the phlegmatics love to socialize with friends, but can have trouble staying focused and usually leave assignments that aren't urgent until the last minute. Here are some recommendations to help you get through the start of school. Number one, don't try to control every aspect of your child's school experience. It's not only okay and normal for kids to struggle while they get used to their new classes, teachers, schedules, and classmates. It's all part of their education. Kids are learning key skills like decision-making, social awareness, self-awareness, and self-management that help build their sense of competence and self-confidence. Without trying to change or fix their feelings, you can validate, empathize, and provide lots of encouragement that they'll get through it. Number two, avoid asking the overly simplistic question, how was school today? Or talk only about the fun parts of school. Asking how was school today usually just elicits one-word responses like fine or okay. Instead, ask your kids to tell you something specific about their day. For example, what did you learn in science class? Or who sat at your lunch table today? Some kids just aren't big sharers though especially when they feel put on the spot, so don't force it. Sometimes kids will open up when they're playing a game or riding in the car, or they'll open up to you right before bedtime. Let them tell you about the parts of school they enjoy, and also be open to hearing about the things they don't enjoy, again, without going into fix-it mode or making it mean anything horrible. Validate their emotions first, and then get curious about how they might solve their own dilemmas. Number three, Take the academic pressure off. Kids want to do well in school, but sometimes parental pressure to excel can lead to feelings of stress and overwhelm that actually make them do worse. Marissa was blessed with a teacher in first grade who recognized this and could sense that Marissa was crumbling under the stress of learning a new language and keeping up with her peers. At home, we would get into nightly battles over Hebrew homework until her teacher finally suggested If I give an assignment to read 15 lines, let her pick three and then stop. It was more important to this teacher that Marissa feel a sense of accomplishment and love learning than to complete all 15 lines if it meant she would feel deflated and resentful. Once we adjusted our expectations, Marissa started feeling better about herself and Hebrew class. If your kids have specific recurring problems and you suspect they might have learning difficulties, Collaborate with teachers to figure out how to best help them succeed. Number four, think beyond academics. The older children get, the more central their social lives and peer relationships become. Making friends and fitting in are top priority. 
Be sensitive to this as an inevitable school stressor and do your best to help your kids navigate social drama without getting too involved yourself. I can't tell you how many parents I worked with who became so preoccupied with their kids' social drama, their adult parent-to-parent relationships suffered well after the kids had gotten over it and moved on. Teach your child about kindness and assertiveness and role-play scenarios to help them learn how to handle their own conflicts respectfully. Thinking beyond academics also means looking into extracurricular activities, volunteer opportunities, part-time jobs for older kids, and ways to help them become well-rounded individuals. Some other ideas for easing the transition from summer to school. If you're starting at a new school, visit the school and classroom with your child before school starts. If possible, meet the teacher or teachers too. Find out the names of other children in the class and set up some play dates or get-togethers. For younger kids, play school. Let your child be in a position of power and pretend to be the teacher. Use puppets or dolls to act out the school day. Read books to your child about school. For older kids, ask questions and problem-solve ahead of time. Engage them in a conversation about their hopes for the new school year, what their worries are, and ideas for addressing each one. Before school even starts, if you have concerns about your child's ability to adjust well, share them directly with the school. Sometimes parents are afraid to do this because they don't want the teacher to form an opinion of their child before really getting to know them. But most teachers appreciate when parents share this kind of information so they can be more attentive and supportive of their students from the very beginning. For more ideas about helping your child adjust to a new school year, check out episode 53 of this podcast. It has more great information to get you and your kids through the first few weeks of school with less drama and more mama. I'll link to it in today's show notes at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash 210. All right, mama, don't forget to sign up for your free back to school mini session with me and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.